Welcome to the Between the Lane Lines podcast, sponsored by the National Interscholastic Swim Coaches Association. Here are your hosts, Jason Polano, Kyle Bedelov, and Kevin Pierce. Welcome to the NISCA Between the Lane Lines podcast. I'm your host today for your workout of the week segment, Jason Polano. Uh, today, our guest is Jesse Cole, head coach at Highland Park High School. Jesse has over 35 years of teaching and coaching experience in the state of Texas. He's coached 11 state championship teams, over 40 All-Americans, and has had one squad be ranked first nationally. Coach Cole has also been the recipient of the NISCA Outstanding Service Award and the Texas Interscholastic Swim Coaches Association Theron Pickle Lifetime Achievement Award winner. He currently serves as the department chair for media, information, and technology at Highland Park High School. And today he's going to share uh, our first ever workout of the week segment for the Between the Lane Lines podcast. Uh, Jesse, just to give the listener some context, uh, what part of the season does Texas currently fall in and uh, what are some things that contributed to your practice makeup right now? Well, um, currently I, I feel like Texas swimming is right. We're right coming out of the middle part of the season. And I would say we're coming into that first look of championship swimming right before Christmas. Most everybody tries to plan for a uh a resting type meet, or some people go a lot farther into a taper to that. Um, we tend to take two to three days rest, but it's a chance to put on a speech suit and see where we stand and make some adjustments over Christmas and into January for the region and state meet. And uh, to give some other context here, uh, Jesse and I are both uh, coaches in the state of Texas. Uh, we are very blessed with a very long season. Uh, like Jesse said, we're right in the middle right now, but first day of practice for a lot of schools uh, is either the first day of school or for some co coaches, even a little bit sooner. So we're right around week 15 in the, in the middle of the season threshold. So uh, Jesse, go ahead and let's take us from start to finish on this practice for you guys today. Okay. Um well, I kind of moved us into what's what I would call cycle four training. Um, I call that get the loop brain out because I call loop brain repeating the same mistakes over and over because of training, um, breathing off walls, um, not kicking very hard because you're in a heavy training. So we're now we're moving into a little faster training. Um, so this and I want them to start thinking more while they're training. They don't like to think very much. So this set is a little bit complicated. Um, it's It uh, consists of um, 75, 50, and then 75 and 50 again. It's six rounds of it. Um, the first six um, 75s are 75 kick, and I break it down into 25s. It's 25 kicking on the back, dolphin kick, trying to keep those nice uh, flexy hips going. And I really like not kicking with a kickboard, um, puts stresses on the shoulder, plus 
puts a lot of conversation into the kick. Uh, and then we turn around and we go in a prone position, we kick, extend kick underwater. So like we're practicing extending off the wall and trying to kick past the flags underwater and then taking a breath and really trying to work some breath control in there. And then we turn around the last 25 is a sprint swim uh, choice. Now this is all done with a shoot. And then we come back with that same shoot on and they have shoots and fins on um, through all this set. Um, they do a extended underwater kick again off the wall. And then we just go 20, uh, the rest of the way is distance per stroke, trying to reach out again because they tend to be short right now with all their strokes. Now we go six cycles to that. And then we take the shoots and we take the fins off. So we get all that um, kind of that drag and heavy pull feeling off us. And then we try to go faster. And so we turn around and do 75-50 again, but this time we go 12 and a half blast off the wall, 12 and a half easy, and then it's a 25 blast, um, blast meaning full sprint, and then it's 12 and a half easy, 20, 12 and a half blast to the finish. So we're working, coming fast off the wall, fast for 25, and then fast for finish. And then we come back with the 50, I'm saying 50 again, we do 25 uh doing just two breaths on that first 25 freestyle really want them to hold the breath because they tend to want to breathe over breathe even fifties right now because they're in training. And then, then the last 25 is just sprint choice again. So most of this, I always take the attitude if they can make the set with any stroke, I, I tend to let them do that with those strokes. And a lot of times when I say choice, that means my flyers can do fly. My breaststrokers can go even with pair of fins. We talk about breaststroke with dolphin kick, you know, backstrokers can get in there. Um, and it's just a great opportunity to break out into those other strokes as well. So it's pretty complicated. Um, we tend to have to start it. We'll do a round of two and I yell and want to correct all the things that happened and we start it over again. So uh, they know that I'm going to want that done right. Very good. So as far as intervals on this set, uh, the 75s and the 50s with shoots uh, and fins, are they, or do you have it staggered out by ability level or is it everyone goes at the same time? Um, well, everybody at this time, every three weeks, we all shift lanes of who we're training with. Uh, so they don't get comfortable with who they are. Now, so, but I always try to put some fast swimmers in with slow swimmers. And then honestly, they're leading um, on a set like this that they don't tend to lap. And then I kind of cheat and say the slower swimmers leave a little earlier, uh, longer swimmers if they're swimming breaststroke or they're behind someone who's swimming freestyle, just extend out that instead of that traditional five seconds apart thing, you, you know, use your brain and go seven seconds and give yourself some distance. So we, we don't get too wrapped up into some of that where it has to be this mandatory thing, but I feel like most people can make uh, with a pair of fins and a shoot. We found that most bars, swimmers can make 115 it's a little bit challenging for some but most everybody tears that up um and it's not dog tired after end of that so and certainly 50s on 60 with a shooting fin is very doable absolutely so and you keep the same interval for the second uh, for the for the non-shooted non-fin rounds as well yeah the 
faster stuff. So they get a little bit more recovery. Uh, I think it's more psychological for them that they feel like, oh, okay, now I'm taking all this stuff off. Now I can really go fast. I have a little bit more rest. Plus, what I find is they tend to want to do things better if they feel like they get a little bit more extra time uh, in that recovery. I'm not fighting that, oh, two breaths routine coming off that first, you know, in that 50, two breaths only. Well, they know they can do that. So, and it's not a, you know, a super challenging interval. So they'll do it. And I'm getting that pattern in their brain. Like, this is how I want you to swim is a lot less breaths when we finally go into race, into dive start racing and things like that. So we're making that transition into thinking about being a better racer now and not just train, 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 and forget about technique. Absolutely. And I think that October is one of those months where <coughs> all trying to fit as much work as we can in, in that month. And sometimes we forget about those positive practice habits. Uh, so I love that you talked about trying to bring that back in as a reset, like, Hey, you don't want to do it right now. The practices probably by volume aren't going to be as intense as what we've been doing, but intellectually, that's going to be where the good swimmers become great and the great swimmers become excellent is when they put it forth that little bit of emotional tiredness and intellectual tiredness to make sure that they're doing something right. If anyone yeah. And I, 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 pick, I, I, totally, I totally believe that. It's like, yeah, October is a great year, month and into November's, you know, we talk about we're just going to up the volume and and uh, yeah, it gets a little bit that they like those sets because they don't have to think a lot. They just have to hold the set. And then now they're going, they're going back and man, I got to think while I swim. And because if they don't start thinking while they swim, they won't be able to do it in the real races. And we just see so many little mistakes in dual meets, you know, that we talk about after the, after the race, it's like, you know, you lost that race because underneath the flags, you took another breath. And it was that was that three tenths of a second that caused you to get out touched or you didn't finish strong enough. And so that's what we're trying to train is the confidence and the smartness to bring that brain back into the race as well. So, Jesse, let me ask you this. How do you address some of the the less motivated athletes during a practice like this where they're just trying to get through with it, not really get after it? Um, how do you incentivize or how do you hold students <coughs> to a certain level of expectation on a set like this? Well, I'm, a, I'm old school. I will say I'll call them out right on deck. Um, and I'll say, hey, we're starting over. We'll just – if you don't want to do the set right, you know, I got – four people not doing the set right. And sometimes if it's really ugly, I'll call them out. They're not doing it. You know, we're a team. We always push the idea of being a team player. And, you know, that kind of puts a lot of pressure on you to do it right. You know, it's that the whole team's starting over again. Um, and yeah, it's sometimes that makes you have to change that next set that you're doing because, this set's now taking longer, but if that's your goal of the practice or the day is to get them to think that they have to be accountable, then that's a good lesson, you know, if they walk out saying that. And all my swimmers, I think, understand that I'm going to hold them accountable. We talk about that. Uh, if you're on the team, you're held accountable um, for what you're doing. Now, 
if it's a kid that's, you know, barely a varsity swimmer and they're trying hard and I see that effort and they're not making it, that's a little bit different than um, my best kid who knows knows better and is a senior, you know, a senior who's not giving me effort when they know that they're going to really be held accountable. And it might mean that they come into my office after practice too and say, tell me what's going on, you know, and having that conversation, if it was it a bad day or whatever, but I think they understand that everybody's kind of part of the team and held accountable. So. Absolutely. And I love what you said about that, that, um, what makes high school swimming so special is that team atmosphere. And I mean, growing up, I swam club, I swam high school, I swam college. And I felt like the high school atmosphere translated more to the college atmosphere than my club atmosphere did, because it was that it was that accountability to the person next to you. Uh, It's a lot easier to swim for a team than swim with a team. And uh, I think that Highland Park has obviously been super successful uh, with that philosophy. Um, so Jesse, when, when you guys ran through this practice, what are some things that you saw with your athletes? Um, you talked a lot about trying to keep the prone body position and uh, flexible hips. Do you think that having that resistance on those first six rounds then is something that they feel more of when they take the resistance away. I, I, I've been playing a lot with positive and negative resistance, but I, I can't figure out a good way on my pool deck to say, okay, I want you guys to really think about a great undulation. We're going to put some resistance on you. We're going to take it away. That hasn't been working. We're, okay. we're going to not have any resistance. Then we're going to add positive resistance and that hasn't been working. So uh, what have you been seeing in that regard? Uh, I, right now I, I'm seeing that they're, Trans in transitioning into that idea, they're not that good yet uh, about really getting the idea. But if I don't start it now, it won't be there later. Um, so I, I get what you're saying. It's like, you know, trying to feed, I, I call it, you know, taking your medicine a little bit, you know, uh, and we always, you know, they always know I'm going to give them the, the dad analogies, like, you know, uh, you have to take some of this negative medicine and like, you know, like, Oh, this is going to be hard or whatever. Um, and shocking the brain and body. And, and I think some respond to it well. Um, and some just, it takes a, a long time to keep on throwing at it. And I think that's what kind of where we are in our cycle for training is we do a lot of that, take the medicine, you know, get yelled out, you know, you got to think during practice and every day gets a little bit better. They get a little sharper. And of course, you know, I think best laid plans don't work. Sometimes, you know, you come in on a Friday and you think you're going to have this killer practice and it just goes to hell quickly. Um, And I think that's, that's when you see it and you, either can get really mad about things or figure out what's not working in their brains and try to salvage to something new, you know, instead of saying, I'm going to keep on feeding this and you're not, you know, like my son, when he was a little kid, he'd spit out the medicines, like eventually got to figure out something to get the medicine in him, but that's not going to work today. So maybe you back off and try something, just take a, take one of the little parts of that away and just say, let's just work on this. Um, and I'm not afraid to rewrite 
my whole workout on the fly on the deck. Um, I just, I think some people get so locked into saying, this is my whole weeks of training. This, I got four weeks of training each day done. And I'm, I'm, I'm honestly, I have, I know what I want to do each cycle. I know what I kind of want to do each week, but I got to see what kind of swimmers I have in, especially in high school. Is it a pep rally day? Are they more worried about this highlights dance coming down this week then you know and sometimes we just use that and say hey i know this is what you want but i'm gonna you know maybe if i do this for you today and you really get this done maybe i don't i can check that off the list this week because you did such a good job on this set today and a lot of times they just buy into that you know it's like okay he's being reasonable in my brain as a teenage you know teenage lizard brains, you know, you give and take a little bit. And um, sometimes it's just a joke and go, well, that didn't work. And part of it's on me too. You know, I didn't say it right. And I, I've not explained myself what I want. So yes, I get mad. And then sometimes I apologize for getting mad because I didn't do the right thing explaining it. And then we retack the problem the next day, you know, um, if it didn't work. So it's just, being flexible. And I was the word that came to mind when you were talking about uh, coaches needing to, to hit certain volume charts or what have you. It's, it's that idea of rigidness, rigidity. And um, if you're too rigid with your practices, sometimes kids will, will resist. And yeah. uh, I think that your ability, and I think that for listeners out there, one thing, Jesse, that I love that you said was that uh you get fired up because you're passionate about this sport and because you want it to be done well and you have a vision of how you want it to be. And uh, it can be frustrating when that vision isn't communicated or reciprocated and that effort's not there. But what I love that you said was you talked about apologizing to the athletes like, hey, reset, let's figure out what the disconnect is and let's move forward from there. And it's all, it's all that progress. Um, so yeah. Jeffy, to, to wrap up, if I were to ask you this one last question, which will be the last question on every word of the week uh, podcast, um, what do you consider when you look at the blank piece of paper or the blank whiteboard uh, to write your practice for the day? Like what is your pro process into going from a blank canvas to what's on your board behind you right now? Well, um, I consider what my goal for the weeks are the goal for the cycle every time I go into it. But I, um, I consider, honestly, I consider my energy level. Um, if I'm not up to the task of delivering a hard, you know, hard nose technical workout, um, I have to give myself a little grace too sometimes and say, okay, they're tired work. I'm tired. Um, Let's get something done that's productive um, because I maybe, you know, I just look at everybody's emotional feeling. I almost every time I walk, I'm always the first one in about 20 minutes early. I see everybody come in. I greet everybody. We say good morning. And you can tell by good mornings how people are reacting, you know. Um, and then um, I had the workout on the board I, I on my paper I, ha I have a lot more than I will ever get through and it's just like slash rewrite slash rewrite as I go through sets and so I guess 
Um, I never tied to one routine. Um, uh, at the end, sometimes I got, I wanted to get 4,500 yards in and I got 28, you know, and, uh, and then I rewrite what I want to take the next day and move it up if that's what's not working. Or I just said, you know, today was a better day to do some of this type of work because they seem way more into it than this work. So flexibility, flexibility, I guess, is and a little grace on yourself. I've been doing it for 35 years. Sometimes you got to just laugh and tell a joke, you know, so. And I think, uh, Jesse, I mean, I, I respect you so much and what you've done for Texas High School Swimming and um, building the program that you have at Highland Park and, uh, you know, just speaking with other coaches in the community, that that is highly respected. Your your ability to be flexible and your ability to to uh, read the read the room and be able to base your practice off of more factors than just uh, a spreadsheet of numbers. So um, I want to thank you so much for being our first guest for workout of the week. And uh, any questions, comments, concerns, or complaints? Uh, no, I'm just ex excited to be the first one. I I don't know if I'm. Uh should be the first one. I think there's a lot of great coaches in Texas and around the nation. I love hearing what they're doing. And, you know, I'm always so impressed with how people think and what they do. And I'm, I'm huge. I steal ideas all the time. It gives me energy. So um, I need that, you know, every year I keep on going it I need that more energy from younger younger coaches doing those those things because they're the ones coming up with some creative ideas on how to get things done. So, um, but great idea. I love this concept. Uh, I'm ex we're excited about it. Kyle and Kevin kind of they ran with it, and I'm just running on their coattails right now. So. I'm um, okay. hoping that I'm not dragging them too far behind. But Jesse, no, thank not. you so much for uh, for your time and effort today. We are officially on Thanksgiving break, so Jesse did give up some time on his holiday to walk us through this. And uh, we will be posting the show notes as well as uh, a written practice inside of our uh, show note description. So you can find those notes there, and we'll see you guys next time. The show notes from today's podcast can be found at the shortened website link bit.ly slash jesse cole wow all lowercase bit.ly slash j e s s e c o l e w o w you can also find all of our niska workout of the week documents at the shortened bit.ly link bit.ly slash niska wow n i s c a W-O-W, -W, all lowercase. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy the podcast.